This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A heat wave over the next week is coming to western Montana. Quote, we are just getting to the cusp and we're going to see real heat waves through the end of the month, and that's going to cause a problem. That's according to Dan Borsom, a meteorologist with the Bureau of Land Management, during a presentation at the governor's office on Tuesday. Borstrom, who works with the Northern Rockies Predictive Center, told Governor Greg Gianforti during the monthly fire briefing that an early snowmelt this spring helped drive worsening fire conditions west of the Continental Divide. To the east, fire conditions are generally more normal. The forecast is especially grim in northwest Montana, where a dry winter and a higher-than-normal spring temperature has caused Flathead Lake's waters to falter. Over the past week, several of the state's top elected officials have urged federal officials to release more water from upstream, following pressure from local communities. As of Tuesday, stream gauges showed the Flathead River at the Columbia Falls site was flowing at about 20% below its record low level that was set in 1941. The lake has dropped to more than two feet below full pool. Over the next three months, Borsum said, conditions in the northwestern part of the state are likely to continue to get worse. The region is already experiencing severe to moderate drought, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. Quote, the pattern favors above-normal temperature and really below-normal moisture for the critical end of the state. That's according to Borsum. The National Weather Service is forecasting high temperatures in the mid-90s to low-100s through western Montana's valleys for the next five days. Average monthly temperatures are more than four degrees above normal for both Kalispell and Missoula. Over the long term, northwest Montana's Lincoln, Flathead, and Glacier counties are running a deficit of 20 or more inches of precipitation over the last five years. That's according to Borsum. It's the type of drought that can take a toll on the region's groundwater. Attorneys for doctors, families, and transgender minors say there are seven ways that Senate Bill 99 which bans gender-affirming care for those less than 18 in Montana, violate the state and federal constitutions. In a court filing in state district court in Missoula, attorneys have asked Judge Jason Marks for a preliminary injunction that would halt the law from taking effect. The attorneys have asked Marks to stop the law from going into effect, saying it could irreparably harm children, force families out of state and force doctors to abandon part of their practice or risk losing their medical license. Senate Bill 99, which was championed by the Republican-controlled legislature, would have prohibited evidence-based care for general dysphoria for individuals less than 18 years of age. Quote, through the act, the state applied the informed medical decision-making of doctors, parents, and their patients. However, the act allows for the same treatment when provided for minors for the purposes of treating other conditions. Attorneys argue 
that SB 99 forces doctors to restrict identical treatments to patients based on gender. Quote, a minor born as a male may be prescribed testosterone, but a minor born as a female is not permitted to seek the same medical treatment. Attorneys for the plaintiffs argue that the law serves no legitimate government interest, challenging the entire rationale for it in the first place. The lawmaker's stated justification for SB 99 during the legislative session was to protect, quote, minors and their families from any form of pressure to receive harmful experimental puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to undergo irreversible life-altering surgical procedures. However, that pressure does not exist, puberty blockers do not have any permanent effects, and there is no such thing as a life-altering surgical procedure. Quote, Nothing in the legislative record supports a finding that minors are being, in fact, faced with any pressure, and certainly the record contains nothing suggesting the act would protect minors or their families, court documents say. Among other rights implicated in 99, the suit says, are the right to seek health, the right to dignity, also found in the Armstrong decision, as well as violations of the First Amendment guarantees of the right to free speech. Quote, the act bars healthcare professionals from speaking and their patients and parents from hearing about medically accepted treatments for gender dysphoria, the lawsuit says. It continues, the act is content and viewpoint-based regulation of speech. Such content-based regulation of speech is presumptively unconstitutional. The law is scheduled to go into effect on October 1st. A bat that had human contact tested positive for rabies last week, according to the Flathead City County Health Department. It's the first animal that has tested positive for rabies in Flathead County this year. The Health Department said in a release that not all bats carry rabies but after contact with an animal or a human, it must be tested. Any contact with a bat must be reported to the health department, where personnel will assess the situation and cover the cost of rabies testing if deemed necessary. If a bat is not available for testing and a person or animal has been bitten, scratched, or been in direct contact, it is considered a rabies exposure and the appropriate follow-up including some post-exposure shots for humans, must be completed. In order to ensure the health department can test a bat for rabies, the brain or head must be intact and refrigerated until it is sent for testing. It cannot be frozen. Health department officials advise against feeding or handling wild animals, especially bats. Placing screens on windows, doors, and chimneys is one way to bat-proof your house, according to the health department. If you see a wild animal acting strangely, leave it alone and contact law enforcement or animal control if you believe it may pose a danger. Coalitions of several Montana organizations representing public employees, local government, and business interests 
are joining the Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen in arguing that a proposal to limit property taxes violates the state's constitution and would have sweeping negative financial effects. In three separate amicus or Friends of the Court briefings filed in recent days, some of the state's most powerful organizations back the Attorney General's office latest argument that the proposed ballot measure amends multiple parts of the Constitution in violation of the requirement that constitutional changes be separate ballot issues. They also are proposal contains ambiguous language. A coalition of Montana League of Cities and Towns, the Montana Association of Counties, and the Montana Quality Education Coalition said the proposal, quote, threatens the very fabric of local government. The Montana Federation of Public Employees said in a separate brief that if the proposal makes the ballot next year, it will have a, quote, drastic implication for the revenues of the state of Montana, counties, cities, and schools. Meanwhile, Attorney General Knudsen continues to argue that he was correct in deeming the proposal insufficient for the 2024 ballot. The proposed measure seeks to shift values of older, non-improved residential properties back to the same values as tax year 2019. It would allow for annual reassessments, limit annual taxable value increases to 2% unless the property changes owners, and limit the total tax rate to 1% of the property's value in most instances that are not factors that decrease the value. Deputy Attorney General David Ortley wrote in June that the proposal violates the separate vote requirement in Article 14, Section 11 of the Constitution because the property tax equation variables rather that it seeks to change would have differing financial impacts. The fiscal note of the measure found that it would decrease statewide property tax 88% could cost the state more than $450 million and would decrease local revenues by $1.5 billion. Attorney Matthew Monforton argued that the Attorney General does not have the power to stop a ballot initiative because constitutional separation of powers and that the Attorney General should not be allowed to attach fiscal notes to ballot proposals under the Constitution. On Monday, the Attorney General's office said in a new response that Monforton's argument about whether the Attorney General has the authority to halt proposed ballot measures is patently absurd. Second, the office said it believes two violates the state's Constitution separate vote requirement. In most recent filings, the Attorney General's office argues that the proposal would amend at least four sections of the Constitution. The state Supreme Court will now decide whether to rule on the petition from Monforton to uphold the Attorney General's finding or provide Monforton the opportunity to file a short reply to the office's latest filing. Scaffolding is going up at the Cathedral of St. Helena, 
as part of a comprehensive repair project to restore and preserve its architectural integrity. Services will continue as planned throughout the renovation work. The church is at 530 North Ewing Avenue. The South Tower will be closed, but the door to the South Ellipse will be open. Entrances on the north and west side will remain open as well. The work was prompted following damage from powerful winds in November of 2021. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 51 states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations in 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.